This is the Gospel Revolution. Since you're knocking on the door, you're begging to come in, yeah. On a weather of the wild, love's been knocking from within. You are the love you seek. A perfect day you need. Here's the founder and president of the Gospel Revolution, Michael Lilborn Williams. Thank you, Daniel Thomas Rouse. And will everybody welcome with me, Daniel Thomas Rouse. Yay, the crowd goes wow. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. Well, how are you settling into Clarksville? You know, piece at a time. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> they just put my TV in today. Oh, you are connected. I know. I so I was I was here a full week without a TV, and I survived. Um, but you know, when you when you're doing research and uh, keeping up with uh, messages. And uh, calls and things like that. Uh, the TV pretty much just plays in the background, but I like a nice TV just in case I want to watch a good movie. There is a uh, one of my favorites, and uh, I I can't remember now if I turned Glenn onto it or he turned me onto it. Uh, it's the John Adams series, which I recommend to anyone who has any interest in U.S. history whatsoever. It really is pretty fantastic. It uh, shows where the two-party system began and uh, uh, just the basics of the basics. And uh, if you think things are just bad politically now, you uh, you should have been around at the first. It was uh, it was just as bad uh, uh, then. I, so I uh, turned on uh, Netflix. I was wanting to see. What does this beautiful TV do? Which the prices of TVs have come down so much. I mean, I got an 86-inch TV that uh, it was, uh, oh my gosh, it was uh, way, way cheaper than what uh, I had paid for one just a couple of years ago. And this one's bigger and better and, you know, got all of the everything on it. And uh, so it's the first of the John Adams ser uh, series. It shows this flag, you know, uh, that's uh, blowing. It's the don't tread on me flag. And uh, it's like, my God, you can see the fibers in the flag. Yeah. It's as, <laughs> as, as like, oh, my goodness. And then as the show began to play, it's like, my goodness, you can see. I'm not sure I like it. You can see their pores <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so settling in, that got done today. There's several other things. There's pieces of furniture that have been delayed and won't be here until January the 28th. So, But that's just the way things are now. You don't uh, got to wait for delivery. I've got my bed and my mattress, and uh, I'm comfy. And uh, so there are things that I could be doing that I haven't done. But I've got a lot done. So, and you survived the uh, 
below zero. Oh weather. my gosh! <laughs> the codes coldzilla came through. Oh my goodness! Five below that it hit here, and I just like I mean I questioned my sanity. I had made a mistake and picked up my phone to see what is the temperature in West Palm Beach today. <laughs> it's 84 degrees, and yeah. I'm not going to tell you what I said because um, <laughs> you can't say those things in mixed company. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is not, you know, but this is like a once in 20 uh, 10 to 25 year event for this part of the country. I know you live in it every day. So it's yeah, just another day. In just Wisconsin. another day. <laughs> and yeah, the uh, uh, right when the temperature hit. So I'd gone to bed. I was comfy and cozy. And we had the wind before earlier in the day. And it was like hurricane force winds that blew this mess in here. And uh, five, it was dropping down to five below on that coldest night, the first night, uh, first or the second night of it, of it moving in. And uh, right when it hit five below, of course, I have to wear CPAP, and I'm I'm serious. I'm a serious CPAP machine user. I mean, if I don't use this thing, it could be fatal. Because when I tested for all of this years ago i was stopping breathing over 90 times an hour wow and uh it changed everything i mean goodness i was i didn't even know what sleep was because when you stop breathing 90 times an hour you're not sleeping mm. so and i just always dreamed about suffocating <laughs> i didn't know why <laughs> <laughs> uh so it was a it was a life changer for me and now uh, i if i lay in my recliner and fall asleep i'm probably okay but to be asleep laying flat uh you know this has uh, probably gotten worse as you age and things fall in I mean, you know, <laughs> age is crazy i'm telling you there is nothing i don't don't tell me about the golden years i don't want to hear uh but uh so at uh i'd forgotten and left my phone on uh must have been the lord uh, because my phone went off at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I, of course, my first reaction was to be upset that I'd left my phone on and who in the world would be texting and calling me both at 3 a.m. And I had, I realized I was waking up from a dream of suffocating. And uh, so I'm having to shake myself awake because, you know, my oxygen levels were dropping and and so it's a little harder to wake up when you've gone into apnea and you're a little more groggy and stuff. But I got myself up and looked at my phone and uh, it said, you've, you're in a power outage. And I've checked around. And it's like, yep, the only light I'm going to get is off my phone. So I knew I was going to either freeze to death or fall asleep and not wake up and freeze to death while I was asleep. But it. I had to get out <laughs> at three in the morning at five degrees below zero. And I had sworn, I had sworn to all deities that I was not walking out these doors until all of this was over with. And here at the worst point of it, I had to get up, get pants on, get boots on, get sweaters on, get coats on, get hoodies on 
try to get the car warm enough to get into. I didn't even know whether I'd left the heat on in it or not and uh, got a room. So I went and rented my room for 74 bucks and it's four miles from here. And just, it was eerie outside. I mean, everything's crunchy. You know what that's like, though, don't you? Everything's crunchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just another day in Wisconsin. <laughs> everything's, everything's crunchy. And yeah. uh, uh, your car's crunchy. Everything's crunchy. And um, there's very no, almost no traffic. Number one, it's 3 a.m. And number two, it's deadly outside. Uh, we say down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I I saw Waffle House and it's like, well, it's 3.30 now. I'm not hungry. And then I thought, well, you know, in an hour, I'm going to be hungry. So mm. I went ahead and I ran into my room, paid $74 for it. And then I went ahead and I thought, well, I'm going to eat, put as much as breakfast as I can. And that way I'll just sleep in tomorrow. And I had my CPAP and my toothbrush. And, and <laughs> So I got my breakfast, ate half of what I ordered, and started to go pay my tab, and my phone went off again. And it was letting me know, phone call and text, that the power was back on in my house again. (laughs) (laughs) So I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning at 5 degrees just to go have breakfast. (laughs) Wow. So an adventure. It was an adventure. I had to tell the whole story. So. But anyway, I got back here. Of course, the heat's on. It's having a hard time warming the place, though, because the nothing around here is built for those type of temperatures. But at least the wind had stopped, and it was giving it a chance. To well, and then you fell asleep, and I was getting phone calls. What's wrong with Michael? Where's Michael? Have you heard from Michael? Oh, yeah, because I slept <laughs> in until one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> yep. People were concerned for you. Yeah, I know. They were worried. so uh, well what's you worried about i'm either dead or alive you'll find out (laughs) one way or the other so (laughs) until then be happy you know (laughs) and uh and either way be happy anyway uh so yeah but that's the life of the day in the life of the founder and president of the gospel revolution michael Wilborn (laughs) williams We have any good news for these folks today? Do you have a horror story to tell? Well, you know, when I was pastoring, uh, we always got to the point of the service and uh, we would say, well, now we are going to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom. Oh, yes. (laughs) And everyone go, yay. Oh, can't you just hear it around the world? Yeah. <laughs> we want to give you an opportunity to participate in our pledge drive. Yes. <laughs> and I don't hear the crowd going wild, Michael. <laughs> as long as they're as long as they're sending in their money, we don't care yeah. if they're giving you can quietly, quietly or wildly. <laughs> we don't have a wild bunch, you know. No. We all calmed down after we found Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said something about that on Tuesday. I know. <laughs> I mean, how crazy can you get? I got off of that show and I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I should delete this thing. <laughs> so, my goodness. Talked about almost becoming Catholic and, oh, it was like, what have I done? I mean, is is cold that detrimental to my brain or what? So, <laughs> 
Yeah. If you act spiritual, you don't know Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, if there was ever a gospel statement, uh, that's one of them. <laughs> I think we would be the only ones making it. So it would have to be a gospel revolution statement for sure. But if you want to help us to help unspiritualize the world <laughs> and introduce the world to Jesus, uh, send in your donations. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. Of course, uh, Jeff Robertson is ready to take your phone call if you'd like to call and make a donation or set up a monthly pledge. Uh, however you choose to participate, we do appreciate it. And uh, Jeff is standing by at this moment. Give him a call, 321-220-4373, or log on to gospelrevolution.com, hit the donate button, and there's information on there about how you can give in other ways. Awesome. And we do appreciate you guys participating. Uh, uh, We did just lose a long time $750 a month uh, contributor. Mm. I'm not sure what the reason is. I've I've, uh, tried to communicate just, you know, so we could be helpful and, you know, slap them for stopping, you know. You stop giving to us, we'll we just come over and slap you. So. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I haven't spoken to the person, and uh, we've been friends for 35 years, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm wishing them well and that everything is going well. Uh, and uh, But that's uh, been one of the things that's happened in the pledge drive is that we've lost $750 a month. <laughs> We've gone backwards. I know. Yeah. Let's, let's stop this pledge drive immediately. <laughs> Thank you guys, though. You are generous. You are, uh, you're really just the best. I, we, uh, to say that we couldn't do it without you, we're probably talking directly to you. So, <laughs> mm, yeah. Because uh, there's not a whole lot of you out there. So we appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Well, Michael, our journey continues. Our pursuit of now, why do you have life. that smile on your face like that? It looks <laughs> like you know something I don't. <laughs> well, I, you know, this has just been quite an amazing <laughs> study for me. Um, you know, going from a child uh, oh. raised as a pastor's kid and a youth pastor at the age of sixteen, and pastoring by the time I was 20 with three churches with my dad and spending 10 years and Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, My whole motive in life was to get people out of hell and into heaven. Yeah. With eternal life. Yeah. Yeah, With eternal life. And I, wow, Michael, um, I've since learned there is no hell. (laughs) And we are trying to find a place where the scriptures or the Bible uh, alludes to anything that shows us about going to heaven. About people going to heaven. Yeah. About people going to heaven and all of that being connected to something we call eternal life. Yeah. And boy, man, Boys, <laughs> what it, have I been doing? It has been an education, uh, an uneducation, I guess you would call mm. it once again. Uh, this is the great unteaching center, that's for sure. Uh, if you thought that eternal life and going to heaven were synonymous, mm. eh, 
Thanks wow. for playing. Yeah. Uh, and that's I say that to me and to Daniel. So yeah. I just, uh, you know, this has been stunning. Of course, we'd already done a lot of research that left us with a lot of questions, really. And mm-hmm. then we decided to answer those questions that we had. Yeah. And it's like, so what does this really mean? Hell went away after Daniel taught. And, uh, but, uh, uh, and we hope that through Daniel's teaching that, uh, hell went away for you and everybody that listened to it because it is, it's, it's not there. It's, uh, mm. it's not there. What a shocking thing for a Christian. Sure. Now, the, the mystics never accept it really at all anyway. And the, that, to that, we, uh, give them due credit that they do not include, uh, uh, hell in their teachings. They're not real sure why, but uh, they they don't have to know why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just if it has anything to do with punishment or anger or wrath, uh, and they include that on both sides of the cross. Uh, so uh, just their doctrine in and of itself would by uh, by default exclude hell. Uh, they don't know scripturally why there's no hell, but they don't. They're not concerned about scripture. So mm-hmm. uh, we're trying to validate that some of the things that they're saying are true, uh, but they don't need a scripture. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, it has been uh, 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 doing away with hell. Then what are you going to do after you've gone through every single verse in the? Bible from Genesis mm. through Revelation on the subject of hell, uh, Hades, um, Sheol, uh, Gehenna, um, uh, everything. I'm probably missing some. I know the one that you found out, uh, Tartaru. Yep, Tartaru. Yeah, and um, um, you know, I I thought you were talking about tartar sauce there for a while. <laughs> I think I may have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the lake of fire the, the mm. yeah yeah you know some of that tartar sauce can be pretty hot, so. <laughs> uh, and which i don't participate in i do not participate in hot food so if you ever want to feed me do not give me hot food because like a little baby i will fit up so <laughs> um but we learned all of that and it was such a wonderful thing i don't know how much anybody understands how wonderful it is to just for me just to sit back and listen to somebody teach the gospel uh that's not a privilege that i get because it's all everything that's out there is is mixed with mysticism or christianity to some degree so to hear somebody that is uh confident of the scriptures uh, knows the fulfillment of all things took place at the cross to teach on any subject is it's just such a marvelous thing. And, um, we, uh, we, I got, uh, and again, gosh, if, if you get any, uh, time to go back and listen to that series again, it's not going to hurt you to really square that away and put it away completely. But then, what do you do when you've done away with uh, hell? And one of the primary reasons that we were able to do away with hell is it just simply is not in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So this next thing that we had to acknowledge that through after a little research and some teaching, I've been teaching it kind of up to it and around it and about it. And uh, finally realized that there's no mention of people going to heaven in the scriptures. That's mm. God's home, you know. But there was not even a prophecy about, and then the day will come, we'll all go to heaven. And uh, it's just not there. It's not in the scriptures. So that's what launched this research. And it has been research. And you guys have listened to us do the research. Uh, right here where we do the research. I mean, we've, we've mm. done it right here online with you. So I hope you've enjoyed it as much as D Daniel and I have. If you have enjoyed this as much as we have, you have enjoyed this a great deal for sure. Mm. So Daniel, we went through all that. I was uh, checking uh, the other day and I noticed that there was the term heavens. And yeah. I was uh, wondering about that and went back. And I don't know that we talked about this particular word or not in the Hebrew scriptures. Have, have we covered it yet? No, we really just looked at heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't, and even that word, I think we mentioned it, um, but we didn't do the verse by verse as we've been doing through mm -hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and all the way up through St. Corinthians now in the New Testament. Wow. So uh, now, um, the, uh, uh, so when I was checking this uh, word out, I, uh, what is a general pronunciation of the word or how's it spelled? Um, I'm going to try this. It's Shama Yum Shama. Shama Yum Shama. Hmm, sounds like something you'd say right after eating spaghetti or something. <laughs> shama, yam shama. Uh, now you'll never forget how to pronounce that word, yep. which is probably wrong, but it's forever sealed. But the the word uh, heavens, uh, uh, there's really no difference in the spelling. Uh, there's sometimes difference in the context yeah. when it's plural. But the word itself is the same all the way through the Hebrew scripture. There is no other word for heaven or heavens. No, correct. Scriptures. Okay. No. All right. That's important to know. So we're gonna we're gonna square this away. Um, uh, you've heard of degrees of heaven. Uh, mm. That there's different levels of heaven, and uh, you know when we f first started understanding the issue of heaven and hell and realizing that the grave was as low as you go and that the heavens of course was the dwelling place of god that everything was taking place between mm. heaven and the grave there was no below the grave no above heaven it was all somewhere in that um uh, uh in in that space uh up and down no, you can't go any further down in the scriptures or in mm -hmm. the teachings of the New Testament. Uh, you cannot go any further down than the grave. It's not taught. It's not there. And uh, we've gone through those uh, verses in uh, quite a bit of detail. Now, there's the issue of the levels of heaven itself. Mm. Uh, so I've been taught that there's 
uh, there's levels uh, laterally and vertically once you get to heaven. Yeah. It's like it's like the very same thing I remember being taught by the word of faith teachers it's uh, it's like the outer court, inner court and holy of holies and mm-hmm. depends on just how spiritual you are and how much knowledge you have as to how close you can get to God even when you get to heaven. Yeah. We would like to inform you there is no teaching like that. <laughs> that is anywhere in anything uh, uh, from from cover to cover. Cover uh, to cover. It's just not there. Then, of course, we've been taught many different religions teach different levels of heaven, the mm-hmm. uh, horizontal uh, of, of uh, the heavens. Now, and the Bible teaches this horizontal existence of mm-hmm. the heavens or heaven. And so what we're wanting to square away now, we want, we want these issues firmly positioned as to what we're actually dealing with. Because, folks, we're getting ready. And uh, do you realize it's just going to be a couple of months? We're going to be starting the Calgary Conference. Mm. And, and if we're going to be talking about heaven in the Revelation uh, and all of these other uh, creatures and everything going on, we want you to know exactly where it is, if it has elevators, uh, escalators, <laughs> ups and downs, east and west, uh, you know, the outer court, inner court, holy of holies. We, we want you to know what we're dealing with by the time we get there. We're, we, mm-hmm. don't want, we don't need any ambiguity about subjects that you have to know before you're going to re- read the Revelation. Because there's a lot about heaven in the Revelation. Mm-hmm. And um, at least the last I read through there, there was. <laughs> like, uh, it may not be there at all. I'm, I'm no longer surprised by what we don't find anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's touch on these just a moment. Now, first off, there is. Uh, well, let's touch on Paul's statement, and mm. we we've already done this uh, once, but let's touch on this again. And you had a very interesting uh, insight as to what some others had said about Paul making reference to him being caught up to the third heaven. Yeah, in Judaism, there is a teaching that's um, admittedly not in the scriptures. But it was just something that had evolved, and whether they took that from other Eastern religions, which they probably did, or you know, just a matter of something that develops in any kind of organized religion, um, they got to this point where they believed in these seven layers of heaven. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael and I the other day went through <clears throat> what uh, one writer's research had done. And tried to look at the scriptures on it, and it really didn't, mm-hmm. it did no justice to Very it. Very ambiguous. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. No reasoning behind it at all. And they, this article had admitted that um, a lot of the teaching about the seven levels of heaven had come from the book of Enoch, uh, which is not what we would consider the law of the Psalms or the prophets uh, as scripture. Uh, some people glean from it. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's whatever it is, it's not scripture. And uh, so that's where that came from. But the Apostle Paul, as he often did, 
and I, I can't remember which sect of Judaism did it. I believe it was the Sadducees. It was either Sadducees or Pharisees that had oh, went through this belief that there were seven layers of heaven. And um, in that seventh or third layer of heaven was a realm of revelation. And if Paul was speaking to the people who had this idea of heaven, you know, basically he was just addressing them and saying, hey, listen, uh, if there's a realm of revelation, a layer of mm-hmm. heaven where you receive revelation, I've been there yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I got this revelation. So yeah. let me tell you uh, what I got. And, um, you know, so we, you can look at it as, well, did Paul believe that there were actual seven layers of heaven or was he trying to reach these people in a way and in a context that they could understand? Well, at least, uh, of course, he only brought up three layers of heaven, but what you're saying is that the people he was speaking to had a doctrine about seven layers, seven levels of heaven. It sounds like we're talking about a cake or something. (laughs) (laughs) And when I bit into the seventh level. (laughs) (laughs) It was heavenly. That was heaven. Um, So... uh, uh, now, uh, now, Paul may, if if he was talking about being caught up uh, to heaven, uh, which I don't think, I, I think the most logical thing is what Daniel has learned through this. But um, there, uh, when you start out in Genesis and you, we begin to look at what Genesis lays out about creation and uh, the heavens, it has the atmosphere is actually uh, a heaven and yeah. then uh, where the clouds are and then where the stars are is a heaven. And so there would be uh, just in the book of Genesis, it would lay out three different uh, layers of, uh, of heaven, you know, the, the breathable air uh, mm-hmm. to the, to the clouds and to the stars and then to the dwelling place of God. Yeah. So that's all laid out in in the book of uh, Genesis. So, um, uh, but the thing that we are wanting to isolate here is the issue of these uh, are these layers that are actually mentioned in the scriptures. Are they layers of heaven, God's home? Are, are these layers of what's called heavens mm. uh, that are all the way to that ultimate height, just as yeah. we looked at the ultimate depth was of the grave. And uh, so then the ultimate height then, of course, was, the, was heaven itself. So uh, uh, somewhere in the scriptures, uh, I know that you've been uh, doing some research on this for us. Uh, is there uh, is there uh, some verses that we could go to um, uh, several or whatever we need to do that would describe these th- these at least these three that Genesis kind of lays out? Yeah, you know, of course, you, you immediately go to Genesis. Genesis one one in the beginning was our. Um, that was John 1 1. Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes in to describe um, the, firmament, fir- the firmament. Yes. Firmament. <laughs> I'm speaking tongues today. Firmament. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and you know that this is where the stars are this is where the lights are and 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 then he even divided mm-hmm. this and he called them the heaven so uh right in the genesis story you see that split up yeah um and then uh i found an interesting verse in deuteronomy that i think kind of helps us to paint this picture a little bit we don't give deuteronomy enough respect you know no i always wanted to read deuteronomy deuteronomy yeah (laughs) (laughs) deuteronomy if there's a deuteronomy there should be a deuteronomy but most of it's deuteronomy anyway (laughs) deuteronomy 10 14 says behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the lord's thy god the earth also, with all that therein is. Mm. And so, behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens. Now, that's that Hebrew that's words three. Yeah. stated three times. Three so, times that's stated there. Yeah. And it's, I think it paints a picture of a heaven within a heaven, within a heaven, mm-hmm. with an overarching heaven. Yes. <laughs> I sounds very clear. And uh, in the, the thing of it is, it's, it's, logical and reasonable mm-hmm. uh if there is a dwelling place of god of course the wonderful thing that uh we already know about that other heaven was that it gosh it was vacated yeah it was vacated two thousand years ago and uh uh we're hoping to find out more about that in the revelation to see if it has anything to expound on in that area but uh uh so uh so all in just one verse in deuteronomy you just wrap the whole thing mm-hmm. up Goodness. yeah thanks so, deuteronomy yeah thank you <laughs> we appreciate you and uh, we didn't we're glad we didn't pay john right <laughs> <laughs> and i think in the greek michael we're, we're we've learned the same thing um in the new testament we don't see a difference between heaven or heavens um, in the Greek word. There's just one Greek word um, that that paints this picture. And that Greek word is used uh, whether it's for the abode of God or whether it's for the sky, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's for the atmosphere. Um, It's used in the the realm where birds fly. So So its context is going to tell you what it's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so whether you're in the Hebrew or the Greek, the word for heaven is uh, what it's talking about is defined by its context. Yeah. Context, context, context. I boy. know. Goodness mm. gracious. We are addicted. Uh, you know, uh, now if you listen to uh, uh, people who study our atmosphere, uh, just as a comparison, uh, there's several layers of our atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, I think that is, uh, 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 is, is a good comparison that uh, even the layer that we have that's called uh, heaven, uh, uh, it actually, what the Bible puts all in one, I think that uh, people who, uh, study our atmosphere uh say it's broken up into seven seven different ones right yep that's correct yep am i I gonna make you read them (laughs) (laughs) we can try (laughs) 
so troposphere. Oh, troposphere. Troposphere. That's one. Stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, mesosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Thermosphere, uh, also known as ion. Ionosphere. You got it. <laughs> uh, the exosphere and the magnetosphere. Fear. I, <laughs> I have to. I have to be real honest here, as the founder and the president of the Gospel Revolution. Uh, we actually read through these, and I knew that Daniel couldn't do it. So <laughs> you were rooting me on, though. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> You must have failed atmospherology. <laughs> I reckon I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, so that just to show that just because those are divided up doesn't make uh, uh, they're they're different in uh, the nature of what happens in those realms. Mm. And but still, this fact remains. The, that heaven up to this point in our research is only the place that God dwells. We do not find any lateral or vertical levels of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's simply the habitation of God. Yeah. Uh, and that makes more sense. I mean, for God to be omnipresent, but you're in heaven where he lives and you're not as close to him as somebody else is. It's like, that just doesn't make any Christian sense. <laughs> I mean, no. it's, it's, it's nonsensical. My dad had always taught that um, idea of heaven, and I'm sure he still does. And I, even as a Christian, it didn't really sit right with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember him talking about how there were going to be some that live closer to the, the, the Holy right? of Holies and wow. some that uh, lived outside the city gates. Um, and I think he used one of the verses that I remember reading in the Revelation uh, about that the city gates would remain open and people would come and go. And he was saying, well, people would come and go because they don't live in the city like some others do. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's a fun story. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, we'll be going into detail in, in those very verses here in the coming up uh, uh, spring conference that we'll be having in Calgary. Alberta. Did we figure out when that was going to be? It's going to be in March, early March sometime, right? Yeah. Sometime in March, we'll have to nail down the dates and yeah, get, get with, with uh, Vic on that. Get with our uh, professional uh, organizer there and Gospel Revolution headquarters uh, man. And we really appreciate he and Deb both or doing what they do because they, they, you know, there takes effort to put all of this stuff on. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether we are uh, uh, on location or we're doing it by Zoom, it's it's still a lot of organization, a lot that has to be done, and we appreciate everybody's participation. I think this one's just going to be a very, uh, very uh, special one. I uh, after swearing off of the what I used to call the book of revelations 
uh, it shows you what I knew. I didn't even know the title of the thing. <laughs> so uh, I just, you know, it just caused me to throw up my hands. I, I, was, I was used to finding a verse here or there that I could rely on to agree with. Mm -hmm. uh, as uh, for me, being a context uh, addict, uh, the revelation was not a place to go. So, um, you guys are either going to watch me have a meltdown <laughs> or a melt through or, uh, something's going to happen because, uh, this, uh, verse by verse, uh, is something that has, uh, uh, I was convinced would never happen in my lifetime. Mm. And now here we go. So. Dum, 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 dum. And I sat in your living room and I thought, eh, it still ain't going to happen. I know. <laughs> but, uh, here we are. We're, we've made it. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, that was amazing. So, um, there's still uh, a whole lot that we don't know. Sure. And, but we also know that, uh, you know, admitting what you don't know and then diving into it. Uh, you know, the Holy Ghost is a great teacher. I think he can help us out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we're, uh, in fact, we're just, we, in, we insist on it. <laughs> <laughs> we just insist on it. So, so far, Michael, we've, we've gone through the Hebrew scriptures and we've just revisited the Hebrew scriptures to look yeah. at the, the plural of just Evans. To, just to, to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, make sure we didn't miss anything. And we've gone through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, um, and First and Second Corinthians. And the seven levels of the atmosphere. The seven levels of the <laughs> atmosphere that I will not try to say again. <laughs> we'll just call them the seven levels. <laughs> um, oh, and I was thinking, too, when I was looking at some of those, um, some of the Eastern religions have that concept as well. I think I've seen one as many as ten layers of heaven um you know so there there's a lot of uh, spiritual ideas out there about well about exactly that. i mean well remember uh, dante's uh, how many levels of hell oh geez i don't know <laughs> the seven layer levels of hell dante i goodness yeah, yeah. I, I don't know somebody google it and tell us but that uh, the understanding that the church preaches about hell came from Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I mean, it's just it's uh, it's utterly ridiculous that uh, that was uh, so embraced into a, a culture of Christianity uh, that already embraced a nonsensical doctrine about hell. So. Why not embrace something nonsensical about the level, different levels of hell? Ooh, Dante had nine, the oh, nine circles in hell. Nine different circles. Yeah. Each with its own degree of wickedness. Ah. The punishment which is relevant to each sin is inflicted in the corresponding circle. Wow. And Christianity, for the most part, around the world, uh, that is their view yeah. of hell. Yeah. Totally is. Yeah. Well, he's going to burn in the hottest part of hell. 
<laughs> just for just for uh, fun, what is the the deepest level, and what is the worst? Sin? Let's see here. Does he say? Let's see if it's. Listening. I just want to make sure I don't go to that one. Okay. Oh, that I mean, website. I have to pay to unlock it. Let's go to another one here. Oh, I thought you found out I was going there. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad you got to pay to know. Uh, all right. So the first circle is limbo. Second is lust. Third is gluttony. Fourth is greed. Fifth is wrath. Sixth is heresy. Seventh is violence. Eighth is fraud. And ninth is treachery. Hmm. I don't think I'm treacherous, but some think I am. <laughs> Especially Christians, I think I'm treacherous for sure. Oh, and it's a frozen lake. Get that. Oh, dear God, it is hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Satan resides. The souls are frozen in the depths of the lake, depending on the type of the severity of the sin. How about that? Now, I see there, I just didn't, I didn't know that. I, oh. I, and this ninth circle is divided into four. <laughs> so, oh, so the layers have layers. <laughs> oh, goodness. And the, the deepest hell is frozen. Now, see there, folks, where else but the gospel revolution would you have ever known that the deepest layer of hell was frozen? See, I had to find a place somewhere in between there. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, uh, it's like they're talking about going to Mars, and it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, you know that the temperature on Mars, uh, you know, goes gets to like seventy degrees, mm. and so I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, it goes to seventy degrees for about two minutes uh, once a year, you know, <laughs> <laughs> on its way to the extremes of the other direction. So, uh -huh. en enjoy your one minute of springtime in Mars. <laughs> Wow. So religion has produced layers mm -hmm. of hell, layers of heaven. Mm -hmm. And you know what's the whole thing is based on, Michael, is self-righteousness. And it's absolutely everything Christ came to abolish. Yeah, you know, like the, uh, the uh, little teaching that I did last Tuesday, uh, you know, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, bam, um, and, uh, you know, we've, we have found come, come quickly because we have found the one that yeah. was, uh, uh, spoken of, uh, we found him and, uh, we're asking people now, have you found Jesus? Well, where do you find him? Well, these guys found him because they knew the law and the Psalms and the prophets and that way they didn't have to be spiritual, you know? Yeah. Uh, because that's all the spiritual there is, is the fulfillment of the law and the song. And that's everything that Jesus fulfilled on the cross was an equalizer, is mm -hmm. he equalized everything. So there's not one who's going to be at yeah. level one in heaven, and there's not going to be one who's at level nine and uh, 9.4 in hell. Um, <laughs> we, we've all been equalized, and we are all one in Christ. and. Um, our domain is right here.
In you know, Christ. we could come up with a teaching on hell 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> and the world would be fascinated to find out about the level of 2.0 hell. Peace. Well, I, this is, uh, I learned uh, today about the frozen hell. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. know either. We learned about the part of the hell that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> somebody came up with it's like okay well, but you know you have to understand other other people's teachings before yeah. you can teach on something that is uh uh uh, uh contrary to that you've got mm. to be able to accurately compare yeah. now we have people that just think that you're supposed to get around one group and just listen to nothing else that's what you call a cult mm. yep <laughs> And uh, you don't just, uh, man, and they isolate themselves. They don't want to be questioned. They won't accept a question. They won't respond to a question. And, um, uh, but here was just, I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, uh, people may call us a cult for many reasons, possibly, but it's not never going to be that one. Because, mm. goodness, we're all the time reaching out to ask people to engage, question us. Yeah. Ask us how we come up with this answer or that answer. And uh, uh, we've, we've changed our minds many times. Mm -hmm. It's how we got where we are today yeah. is by changing our minds. And uh, uh, we don't expect that process to end. And, Michael, as we've done that, we've compared here um, what people's ideas about the levels of heaven, the levels of hell, and we do what we've always done is we go to the scriptures. What does the scriptures have to say? And the scriptures has no picture whatsoever no. Uh, of either a hell, uh, let alone layers of hell, or um, a heaven that men go to that have uh, layers of heaven, yeah. uh, depending on your, you know, if, it, if your good deeds or bad deeds are involved in the whole thing, you know the story's wrong. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. that's that's all been done away with at the cross. Yes, the great equalizer of the cross. Yeah, I like that statement. I probably stole it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anymore, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> I just know good news when I hear it. Yeah. So, Michael, we uh, ended last week um, in the book of Galatians, and uh, we had done an exhaustive search in Galatians and we only found one use of heaven uh, and one use of everlasting life. And um, um, just taking into context what the book of Galatians was talking about, and it was taking us mm -hmm. out of law and into grace. And, um, you know, it was talking about sowing to the flesh and reaping corruption and sowing to the spirit and reaping everlasting life. And um, what we compared that to was Romans chapter five, is that there was one who sowed to the flesh, that was Adam, and he reaped corruption for all mankind. And there was one who sowed to the spirit, and that was Jesus, and he brought in everlasting life. I tell you, the, uh, one of the most important um, uh, uh, laws of physics, I suppose, in this is the singularity of the uh uh of the old uh covenant and the new mm. 
and uh, that it's uh, we're, we're really only talking about one person in each one of them. Yeah, and uh, the uh, uh, the way that that all was distributed from Adam uh, to the whole human race, and then this uh, distribution and inclusion of the whole human race in Christ. Um, now, the, some of the translations I, we're uh, we're going to at least get into Ephesians a little bit. We, uh, I've taken up a lot of time with uh, uh, stories and stuff, so <clears throat> we're going to make it at least into uh, this uh, uh, Ephesians, and let's cover verse one, two, and three. Uh, we've learned some very powerful things in the past, especially in the book of Galatians about the term blessing or and it's we found out something about that word and we're, we will remind you of that we've learned we learned something about all also we've gone through that and uh we've learned something about uh, italicized words yeah that are there to be supportive of what the translators presume is being said so uh, we're going to read this through, though, for what it says and look at the, the Greek and see uh, what exactly this subject is being talked about. So Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Hmm. Uh, the uh, it's it's interesting. There there's several italicized words in those three little verses. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, B in verse two, grace. It's just grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus, not from, uh, uh, blessed, uh, not be, is italicized, blessed, the God and Father um, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So now what this leads you to think based on the, especially the italicized word places uh, and the term all, is that there's multiple blessings. Mm. Now, uh, we covered this term in the previous book, in the book of Galatians, and we found out there was only one blessing. Yeah. And uh, we, gosh, we covered that stem to stern, that it's not, that uh, the issue is not multiple blessings. It's one blessing. And the blessing of Abraham uh, was righteousness. And uh, it wasn't the multiple blessings of, uh, of Abraham. There was one singularity about that also. Always remember that when the gospel is uh, being communicated, there will be a singularity. Mm. Uh, when it starts to divide things up and make this group there and that group there and these and those and thems, then that's not the gospel. Uh, the gospel makes us all one. Paul even eradicated male and female. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just a, 
It's all right. No such thing anymore. Uh, uh, bond or free. Uh, uh, it, it didn't make any difference. In Christ, there's not even a, a, such a thing as male or female. Mm. Uh, because righteousness doesn't see gender. Righteousness is just righteousness. And it doesn't see uh, barbarian, Scythian, bond, or free. Uh, all are made uh, completely righteous in Christ Jesus. So uh, let's let's see if there's, uh, I think the first word here that would need our attention is the word, uh, well, first off, let's just, let's go ahead and throw this one out. The term places, which the translators are sure that this is talking about multiple blessings. So they put places in here, mm. uh, uh, in heavenly places. So if it's multiple blessings, it's in multiple heavenlies. Uh, there's only one heavenly. And uh, that indeed is in Christ. There's yeah. not layers of heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so once again, we're dealing with even uh, heavenly. Uh, they tried to divide heavenlies up, uh, wow. not just heaven and hell. But now that we have the heavenly, uh, which is in Christ, uh, even the translators were falling for this multipli uh, multiplicity of layers. Mm. And uh, so, number one, places is not there, and it was it's it, uh, uh, as it was inserted, they made it plural because that's what they thought this was all about. So let's start at the word all. Uh, I know that there was some place where we went into this, but I just can't remember. Refresh our memories. Yeah. So that word all is the word. Pause, P-A-S. Oh, yes, yes. And um, its meaning is quite simple. The totality of an object. Uh, mm -hmm. It's mass, collective, or extension. The totality of an object. Of, an, of a singular thing. Yeah. Not the totality of a multiple group of things. Mm. Multiple people, multiple anything. So this is a, uh, a, a a singular mass. The word all is misused here by our use of all. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, probably the word uh, that we would use uh, because our English language has developed where that. Uh, uh, actually, the word all could be used either way, you know, uh, all of the water, mm. all of the people. Uh, so it could be used uh, either way in the English language that at least in the way that we're understanding it. I want all of you. There you go. <laughs> mm. Nothing less will do. <laughs> <laughs> Roses oh are red. God, we're Violets running. are blue. <laughs> Buddy Harrison's coming back to life right here. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're, uh, who hath blessed? Uh, us 
with the uh, with the entirety of spiritual blessing. Now, is there anything plural about the word blessing? I know we've gone through that before in other books, but we've not done it here. Um, no, if I look it up here, it 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 comes up. It is um, it's a noun. It's singular and noun, it's yeah, feminine. Yeah, so it isn't. It is a noun. All right. Yeah. Uh, which is really funny because, uh, and this is how these dictionaries work, isn't it? It says yeah. it's a noun, but yet its meaning is to ask God to to to, to bestow favor upon you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yeah. It's a noun, but it's a verb. Uh, which one is it here? Yeah, the 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 word is a noun, but our religion says it's a verb. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I think that's what they call it. Yeah. So uh, we have been uh, blessed. Now that's uh, the 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 blessing uh, is singular. The word all is singular. Uh, the word blessed is singular. Um, the word uh, blessed uh, is singular, and the word all is singular. So we got blessed blessings and all and. All of that is either a, a noun indicating one thing or the word all, which is pause, which means all of a singular thing. Mm. So the, the blessing, the very same writer who wrote, who wrote the book of Galatians is simply referring to the righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Because th- let me tell you what doesn't come here is a list of all those blessings. Mm-hmm. They're strangely absent that there's not a list here yeah. of, uh, of all of those blessings. Um, uh, and, and in fact, so how would that uh, read, uh, Daniel? Uh, blessed the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who uh, blessed us with the totality of righteousness in heavenly in christ Mm. is that about right that's about right yeah okay well let's see now let's see so to be fair let's follow up with the next three verses just to see if the context of this shows up then if we're right about this and and those words uh so one thing we've found out is there's not a list that follows Mm mm-hmm so if this is talking about a singular thing, then the rest of these verses should be about a singular thing. So read us verse four, five, and six. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Wow. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. <laughs> it's mm. about one thing, being accepted in the beloved, being equal and righteous and holy. And, and I might add that if you just keep reading, you're still talking about the same subject. So, Michael, you know how many messages I preached? I mean, my Bible <laughs> is literally <laughs> falling apart in this chapter because I preached so many messages about the blessing of God. The blessings. The blessings, yeah. 
we we all did it we all did it and mm. uh gosh i remember that reality sinking into me here just in these last couple of years that we went into detail in this and realizing there's only one blessing and it was righteousness mm-hmm. we we settled that issue and here again we've got gone into these verses uh the first six verses of ephesians and we have found out that the word heavenly is talking about being in Christ. Wow. Uh, heavenly is, uh, its place is in Christ. That's Ooh. where heavenly is. That's good news. And the heavenly itself is righteousness. And it's righteousness. And how much righteousness? All of it. The totality of it. The totality mm. of spiritual righteousness. Wow. So you don't have to be spiritual. <laughs> you don't have to act spiritual. You don't have to. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you can always tell when somebody's fitting into the group because they all talk alike. Mm. And they all got the same Shandai Bobo going on. So, uh, And for those of you that don't know what that means, it's just forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and, Michael, verse 10 is the verse that, can't um, leave it alone, can you? <laughs> no, because you, when when I was coming into the gospel revolution, and you were talking about being one, um, that wasn't a concept that my mind grabbed a hold of very quickly. Oh, wow, uh, it, it took me a bit, but this is verse ten is the one that that landed it for me, uh, and it reads this: that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, um, and that's on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Wow. Mm. Well, uh, thank you very much. You just stuck it. I think that's what they call it when you uh, <laughs> do the uh, pole vaulting or you do the horse or you're in gymnastics and you come across and then, bam, you hit it on your feet and you don't step back forward stick it yeah you just stuck it stuck it <laughs> you stuck it mm. folks you've had some good news on this show and uh, as you can see we're just exploring with you mm. uh, we're not afraid of what we're going to find out we could have told you that uh, that was all singular and then found a list of uh, all the blessings yeah but we didn't we found affirmation confirmation persistent consistent and repetitive insistence that this is not a multiple blessing thing. Mm. It is a single blessing in a single Christ with a single people all together in one in God. Hmm. <laughs> I want to get all Pentecostal right now. <laughs> I know. I want to get spiritual. <laughs> Let's get spiritual. 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 Oh, wow. Wait. Oh, that's not the right song. <laughs> and so it is. We must leave you, family and friends. If you'd like to know anything about the gospel revolution, then call our office on 832-318-9339. Michael will take your donation or Jeff will at 321-220-4373 as we close out our pledge drive. Or go to www.gospelrevolution.com and hit the donate button. You can find us on your favorite social media network, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Please be sure to hit that subscribe, share, and like button on whatever platform you are listening. Now it's good night from Daniel Rouse in the frozen tundra.
and it's good night from Michael Williams. <laughs> Whoever I am, I'm here. And uh, it's cold weather got me. Uh, it is good night from Michael Williams here in uh, the uh, Clarksville, Tennessee area. This is a large uh City, 172,000 people, and I'd never been uh-huh. off the exit <laughs> until I got off the exit and found my home and within five minutes after I got off the exit. Mm. Don't tell me God wasn't in it. <laughs> 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 we sure hope that you enjoyed today's PowerCast. And remember, we'll be here to do the same thing all over again next week, only we might talk a little better. <laughs> We're on try. <laughs> if the temperatures go up. <laughs> Since you're knocking on the door, you're begging to come in, yeah. On a weathered off the wild, has been knocking from within. You are the love you see. How perfect that you need. Righteous Constructing religion and barbecuing the sacred cows of Christianity before your very eyes. You are listening to Gospel Revolution.